It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This episode is sponsored by Stance Apparel. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day of the week here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and all of the other major podcasting platforms out there. You can also follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where typically every Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, and I say typically because I'm going to answer them today, and I have enough of them today that I can answer, and I told you all throughout the week, if you gave me enough for Friday, I would answer them, and I'm sure there's going to be more coming in because people might miss this episode and send me in questions, but Friday's Christmas Eve. You should be spending that time with your family and if you don't love to be around your family, then you should spend it doing something else other than listen to me talk about this football team that currently sits at five and nine and pretty much ruins every single Sunday that you've had so far this fall. So there's no point for us to talk about this team during the holiday season, especially on Christmas Eve. I also received an email from Locked On that said, hey, since Christmas is Saturday this year, which is the worst time for it to fall on, by the way, um, we're going to observe Christmas with the network on uh, Friday, because that's Christmas Eve, so that's when we're going to observe Christmas Day, meaning you guys don't need to do a podcast, but if you want to, you can still do that. I don't want to. Let's just be honest. I'm going to be straight up with y'all. I don't want to do it. I want to finish the podcast that I put out for Thursday, the crossover episode I'm going to do with James Yarko of Locked on Bucks, and then not think about this team or this show until Sunday afternoon when they lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So in the meantime, I will answer your questions here today. But after the, before that, got a few things, want to get out there, some housekeeping in terms of what's going on with your Carolina Panthers. A.J. Bouye, who was a free agent signing from Denver this past year, who I thought turned out to be a really good signing for the Carolina Panthers. He was placed on season-ending IR with a foot injury. There's only three weeks left in the season. IR this year, because of the COVID protocols, is only three weeks. So he's not coming back. Panthers aren't going to the playoffs, unfortunately. So A.J. Bouye is now done for the season, the corner for the Carolina Panthers. Missed the last Sunday's game against the Buffalo Bills. Did not make the trip to Buffalo. He's now done. He joins J.C. Horn and Dante Jackson as the other starting cornerbacks who have gone on IR. And that was one of the deeper positions on the Carolina Panthers roster and probably is the deepest position even now on the Carolina Panthers roster this season. And last year, they struggled. 
You had Dante Jackson dealing with the turf toe all season long. Rasul Douglas, who's actually had a really good year in Green Bay, was not good at all for the Carolina Panthers last season, and he's turned things around. Now Carolina, they brought in Bouye. They drafted Horn. Dante was here again his fourth year. where he's The best year he's had is Carolina Panther, and we'll see if we ever see number 26 here in Carolina again moving forward or just Dante Jackson because, of course, he could change his number to a single digit if that's something that he wanted to do. This now leaves Stephon Gilmore, who they added midseason, and C.J. Anderson, who they added midseason. First, uh, the six-round draft pick, Keith Taylor, who they seemingly like a lot, Rashawn Melvin, and Stan Thomas Oliver as the available corners. I would imagine that Gilmore, and who people were asking, hey, Stephon Gilmore, what's going on with him? He actually shed some light. or It wasn't him who shed light on this, but it was Phil Snow, the defensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers, who apparently spoke to Stephon Gilmore when he first came to Carolina. He was telling him, like, hey, give me until after the bye, then I'll be full go. It also helped that the Carolina Panthers had Dante Jackson out there and that they had A.J. Bouye out there, and they got some good play out of Keith Taylor and Melvin sometimes throughout the season, and they had C.J. Henderson, that they didn't need to play Stephon Gilmore 100% of the snaps as soon as he got here to Carolina. Now, with those three guys being gone for the season, Horn, Jackson, Bouye, I would expect Stephon Gilmore to continue to play as many snaps as possible for the Carolina Panthers moving forward. And then likely a combination of C.J. Henderson, Rashawn Melvin, Keith Taylor, and Stan Thomas Oliver as the opposite corner. Now, they play a lot of nickel corners and a lot of three-man coverages as far as corners out there on the field. So I expect uh, Gilmore, obviously, to be out there. And then you see a combination of Henderson, Taylor, Melvin, and Stan Thomas Oliver, who's made kind of his hay here with the Carolina Panthers as a key special teamer. Uh, With that, uh, the Carolina Panthers have claimed defensive end Azor Kamara off of waivers from the Dallas Cowboys, and they have waived running back Jaquez Patrick from the practice squad. I didn't even know he was on the practice squad at all. So, cool. Congratulations. And they have signed a new kicker with Zane Gonzalez. Done for the season, it looks like, uh, with that groin strain. There really hasn't been much of an update there unless I missed it. But Zane Gonzalez, don't expect him to come back because he suffered that injury right before the game on Sunday against Buffalo that left the Carolina Panthers without a place kicker and had Brandon Zilstra kicking off for the team where he actually did a decent job for the Panthers. Uh, They have signed... I don't know how to say his name. Liram. I'm not going to even pronounce his last name, but this is the dude the Carolina Panthers last year had signed. He's from Kosovo. He had some sort of work visa issues to where he had to go get that figured out. Apparently, he's been on the Washington football team practice squad where they now have their current kicker, Joey Sly, who used to be here in Carolina, was first brought by Ron Rivera in the past regime. They've now signed this dude who is supposed to be some sort of kicking wonderkin, but it's also been on like five or six different NFL teams so far, Liram. So welcome to the Carolina Panthers. Hopefully you can get the job done on Sunday. Not like it really matters all that much because the Buccaneers, I'm sure, are very upset. They are adding Antonio Brown back after he was suspended for three weeks after giving a fake vaccination card to the NFL, um, him and Mike Edwards. And then they also, Tampa Bay, though, they lost Chris Godwin for the season because he got his knee destroyed on Sunday because defenders are not allowed to hit guys up high. So instead they go for their legs and leg injuries are worse for the players in the time being because that is their career and being shifty and having speed than the head injuries that down the road could be worse for them long term in terms of their health. But that's post football kind of stuff. So unfortunately for Chris Godwin, he is a victim of the new rules that lead to guys getting hit in the knee far more than they ever have in the past of the National Football League. So there's uh, some updates as it pertains to the Carolina Panthers. Going to take a quick pause here and then going to get to your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions here on Locked on Panthers. 
Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium is less than 100 days away and on location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pre-game celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move. Or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house. Or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed so switch to TurboTax today make your moves they'll make them count see guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees experts only available with TurboTax live all righty let's get into the weekly Wednesday or I guess let's say this the weekly Friday mailbag on a Wednesday because it is a holiday weekend and again next week Weird again, New Year's Eve will be on a Friday. Not going to do a mailbag. Don't expect one. I might. I might. I probably won't, though. And I'll let you know. I know Monday I will come back for a Sunday night. I'll release Monday's episode post-Tampa Bay. You will get reaction from that game. Likely going to get reaction from Matt Rule's day after press conference like we always do. There will be a crossover episode but there might not be an episode on Wednesday or Friday. So expect at least three episodes next week leading into New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. As I'm sure y'all aren't doing anything anyway. Go spend time with your family. If you're able to go travel somewhere, that's great. But also, if you want to listen to the episodes to the pod, please continue to do that because I got you covered. You don't have to watch the games. I'll watch them. I'll take the bullet for you. Again, I'm not doing this out of the goodness of my heart. I get paid to do this. Either way, I still enjoy it. But go enjoy your family life. And ignore the football team, and I will talk about it for you. So continue to stay right here on Locked On Panthers. All right, to your questions. Josh, who asks this, is it concerning that the coaching staff isn't playing Brady Christensen, Deontay Brown, or Shai Smith at all? Even Terrace Marshall only had one target, in my opinion. Rule is completely mishandling the situation. There is no reason that your rookies shouldn't be seeing the field when the playoffs are out of reach. Okay, I guess that makes sense now. The playoffs are officially out of reach. The past couple weeks when they were still in the hunt, now three weeks ago, that was a realistic thing to say. Last Sunday against Buffalo, even being behind one game, that was still not very realistic unless they were going to win the final four games. Now that they've locked up a losing season, I'm sure there will be an 8-9 team that goes to the playoffs out of the NFC. That's likely going to be the seventh seed. I think the top five as they're settled in, especially at the number six seed. Uh, San Francisco, I think the 49ers are going. So everyone else is battling for that seventh seed. Minnesota's battling for it. Tampa Bay, not Tampa Bay, um, New Orleans is. 
the Washington football team, even the Eagles are all battling to be that number seven seed in the NFC, and a team could be eight and nine. Panthers are not going to win the tiebreakers, so they are all but finished when it, in terms of the, the playoffs. So yes, now this weekend would be the time to actually start playing the rookies because the season is no longer going to see a postseason. Now, Brady Christensen, I get it. Everyone wants him to play. I've said this multiple times this year. I mean, Matt Rule has already reiterated that this week on Monday that Brady Christensen has a good chance to play on Sunday, and I think in large part because they are out of it now, and let's go ahead and see what you got in some of these younger guys. And you're probably thinking, why couldn't we see what we have in him earlier this season, especially with the poor play and the injuries, and the injuries are the only reason he's even played. The plan and what they wanted to do, despite his age, they wanted to get Brady Christensen some sort of acclimation period to the National Football League and not just throw him out there day one. There are teams that throw rookies out there because of necessity or that the rookie is just so overwhelmingly talented that they cannot keep him off the field. For whatever reason, maybe they don't see Brady Christensen as that kind of player. He will be a starter next year. He will have a future in Carolina. Hopefully he's good. But we've seen plenty of times everyone's saying, oh, play this guy, play this guy, and he stinks. Now you say, well, he can't be any worse than the other player. At least give him the opportunity to grow and develop develop and learn as a rookie opposed to just throwing him out there and ruining his confidence and then that then ruining the player moving forward. So can we do that? Is that something that's allowed to be done? Or is that just consider that Matt Rule is a complete fool? He obviously has no idea what he's doing because he's not playing Brady Christensen a ton of playing time. A Brady Christensen who played against literally nobodies last year in college football and is now stepping into the highest caliber. He didn't play against talent last season. And now you want to throw him against the best players in the world? That doesn't really make a ton of sense to me. And I get it, yes. John Miller stinks. Um, Daly's been bad. Trent Scott's been bad. Irving's been bad. I understand all that. But they obviously want to give this kid some time to develop and learn and grow before throwing him out there to the Wolves. Whatever happened to doing that in the NFL? Now it's like this rookie has to play, this rookie has to play right away, or, oh man, what's the coach doing? It's not always like that. Deontay Brown has been overweight. He got hurt. Maybe he's there now, but it doesn't seem like he's really there yet. Shy Smith, Terrace Marshall, I don't know what the deal. I mean, Shy, he started off the season with the injury. Terrace Marshall got the concussion, missed a couple weeks, and Brandon Zilster's actually come in and made a couple plays. I would rather see Terrace Marshall out there playing, but Terrace Marshall has a future here in Carolina. He did not have to have a major impact this season for the Carolina Panthers to justify that draft pick. Now, next year, we need to see something out of him. In year three, we need to see something out of Terrace Marshall. And I would love to see something out of him next three weeks. Just, you know, the passing game stinks anyway, so what are you expecting to see out of Shai Smith or Terrace Marshall even if they're out there on the field? Um, so I appreciate the question, Josh. I just don't, you know, just have some sort of patience. I don't feel like anyone ever has any patience anymore. They want to have like the instant gratification of these guys coming in and making plays immediately. And that's just not always the case, especially when you mention that that's a third rounder, a sixth rounder, a sixth rounder and a second rounder who didn't really even have an offseason because he was injured the entire time. Like the context of that. Third round pick, you're not expecting much out of him. Sixth round, sixth round, you're not expecting anything out of those guys. And both of them had injuries, ill-timed, and so did Terrace Marshall's second round pick. That's why they haven't played that much. It's that simple. Um, all right, William, who says, I know you're against firing rule and want to give him that third year, but do you feel like he's already lost a team and support from fans, especially due to the fact that he's so willing to throw Cam under the bus but shielded Darnold? Yeah, I don't understand the whole, like, Sam Darnold was playing terrible early on in the season. After the 3-0 start, even when he wasn't even that great, 
it was definitely overhyped by a lot of people. Um, but Sam just got to the point where he was just unplayable, and yet Matt Rule wouldn't criticize him when he's talking about we don't have an elite passing game, and that's in part because Sam Darnold keeps throwing the ball to the other team and uh, how they need to run the football more. Like That was happening with Sam Darnold at quarterback, and that was an indictment on Sam Darnold, who during that period of time, the five games where Christian McCaffrey was out with the hamstring injury, should have been proving that he could be the starting quarterback. He could be the franchise quarterback for the Carolina Panthers by elevating and carrying the team. The only time we ever saw him do that was in the second half of that Thursday night football game in week three against the Texans. And the Texans stink, folks. At no point past that, outside of maybe the fourth quarter against Minnesota where he brought them back and willed his the team to an overtime loss, Sam Darnold did not carry this football team. So, yeah, I don't, I don't love it that... Uh, He's throwing Cam under the bus. He's done that before, and it seems like players he doesn't want, he does that too, while players that he wants to protect, and maybe Sam Darnold's confidence and ego, that's something he didn't want to bruise, even though this is a results-based business, and if you're not producing, no one should be worried about a grown man's feelings. Well, Matt Rule apparently is worried about his feelings. Um, but has he lost support from the team? I don't – they play – I thought the effort on Sunday wasn't bad at all. From the fans? I don't know. Twitter fans – don't like him, but also Twitter fans are ridiculous and say a bunch of incendiary things that you're, I'm just thinking to myself, do y'all have anything else in your life that you can enjoy? Like, it's just a football game. It's just a football team. It really ain't that deep. The Panthers win or lose on Sunday. Like, that would be, you want them to win. You don't want them to lose, but it's not that big of a deal. And yeah, you got money invested in it. You're mostly invested in it. I just think people take this stuff way too freaking serious. And there's plenty of other things. I know life's been tough over the last two years. But there's so many other things in life to actually like, really care about to where the fans, the way people have acted, especially like the Panther town halls on spaces, which I love Twitter spaces. I think it's fun and great for people to be able to get their thoughts and opinions out there and have a community like that. But some of it is just like completely over the top over a football team that's never had back to back winning seasons. And this is how upset people are getting because a second year head coach hasn't, I don't know, done enough to help the team win in his first two seasons. Like, just be patient. Have some time. So we'll see. Yeah, I still think they should give him a third year. Now, here is Steven, who is, I guess, maybe thinking the opposite of what I've just said there. He said, Julian, pump the brakes, my friend. Before you fire Matt Rule, which, I again, I don't want to fire Matt Rule. I think that he should be given another year at least because I believe it takes a couple seasons, especially to rebuild an organization when they've had so much roster turnover. So to continue your question, and he also said cancel David Tepper. Uh, you strike me as someone who doesn't understand what the entirety of the cancel thing is, and it's really just accountability, but I know other people don't want to see it that way. But starting over, he says, pump the brakes before you fire Matt Rule, which I don't want to do, and cancel David Tepper, which I'm not doing, over Cam Newton. Remember two things. Sam Darnold is the only quarterback that has won a game for us this year. Uh, P.J. Walker actually won a game, buddy. Um, he started. Uh, against Arizona, and Cam had two touchdowns, so I guess you forgot about that. And uh, two, Sam is the only quarterback under contract next year for this team, which I have mentioned uh, before as well multiple times. Um, with our entire starting line up injured except for Moten, let's get him some more. Let's give him some more time. Why? Seven touchdowns, eleven interceptions, passing. Yes, five rushing touchdowns. He also has two fumbles. Holds on to the football too long. A decent percentage of those sacks were on Sam Darnold. He has three other years in New York where he was terrible. What more do you need to see out of Sam Darnold that's going to convince you that he is not a good quarterback? Like, he stinks. He will be on the team next year. He'll likely be the backup next year. Sam Darnold's out of options. He has out of opportunities. He should be. 
just think about the amount of quarterbacks who had, if they played the way he played for three seasons, they would not get another opportunity. But because Sam Darnold was the number three overall pick, he gets another opportunity. He should have never been given this opportunity without the very least having competition. I just think it's ridiculous that they handed him the keys to this organization and they try to blame it on Adam Gase and the Jets organization, which, yes, is a dumpster fire. But Sam Darnold's the one who's making those plays. Sam Darnold's the one who can't read coverages and can't see those guys. Sam Darnold's the one who continuously freaks out whenever he sees pressure. And he's been doing that since going back to college. It wasn't just, oh, the Jets is the first time Sam Darnold's ever played that bad. He was playing that bad his last year at USC. And he carried it over here to Carolina after an encouraging start to start out the first three weeks. Sam Darnold has been awful for the Carolina Panthers. He's terrible. So, no, I'm not going to pump the brakes on, like, wanting to see Sam Darnold because I don't want to see him. I don't want to fire a roll. I don't trust David Tepper, and I don't think Cam Newton's a solution here in Carolina. And I also know for a fact that Sam Darnold is a terrible quarterback in the National Football League and should never be a starter for anyone again unless it's a week, one-week spot start because of injury. He should never be a fran- uh, the starting quarterbacks going into a season for any organization that's actually trying to win games. If you're trying to lose games, then fine. Throw out Sam Darnold. So that's where I stand there, Stephen, on the Matt Rule, the Tepper, Newton, and especially the Sam Darnold situation. No, I'm, don't blame the offense line. Don't blame the receivers. Don't blame the coaches. What's finally once and for all blame Sam Darnold and just admit that this kid cannot play at a high level in the National Football League. All right. Can take another pause and answer the remainder of your questions here on a Wednesday edition of the weekly Friday mailbag on Locked on Panthers. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie? Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you might need it. Are you friends of Santa? Well, tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings with so many flavors. They'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Like some of those marshmallow treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors all covered in chocolate. Taste so good, you won't believe that they're filled with protein. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And let me go back and say this. No disrespect, Steven. I appreciate the question. I appreciate the interaction you're listening in and supporting the show. I'm just so sick and tired of all the excuses that have been made up for Sam Darnold since they signed him into Carolina. I told y'all from day one it was not going to work. That I was extremely skeptical. I get why they tried to make it happen. But overall, it didn't make any sense because, come on. When have you ever seen someone be as bad as he's been 
and then all of a sudden become good. Like, seriously, all the stuff that they said about Lamar Jackson go, leading up to the draft and how he should be a wide receiver, if Lamar Jackson came out and played the way he that Sam Darnold played for his first three years, no way in hell Lamar Jackson would have ever gotten a second opportunity to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Let's just call it – let's just be truthful, man. Let's call a spade a fade. Let's, let's just – let's keep it a buck. There's no way in hell if Lamar Jackson in that same draft class would have played as poorly as Sam Darnold did that he would have gotten a second opportunity. So why the hell did Sam Darnold get one? Lamar's won the MVP, been in the playoffs every single year, and we'll see if the Ravens make the playoffs this year. If they does, that's four years in a row. And Sam Donald hasn't even come close to even helping a team come clo- even sniff a wild card berth. So, no, he stinks. I'm over it. I don't want to, I get it. He's going to be here next year only because of the contract money that they should have never given him. But I guess it made sense at the time because if you're going to go ahead and trade those assets for Sam Darnold and you think he's a young quarterback that you want to continue to develop, then, you know, try and make it a two year experiment. Until, well, you know, maybe the point where he's terrible and you can't play him anymore and he gets hurt. Yes, they're brought in Cam because they didn't trust PJ. And I can understand the I can I can sit here and see the argument for playing Sam Darnold if he's healthy on Sunday and the remaining weeks. Because like, yes, like you say, he's the only quarterback under contract. Maybe Sam Darnold can show you something next three weeks. I feel like we've seen enough, not just this season, but in past years that pretty much sells that, yeah, Sam Darnold gets a big fat F when it comes to being a starting quarterback in the NFL, especially as a, a guy who went third overall and was a top you know, pick out of USC. So I, I, I hear the argument. I just think it's a bad one. So, yeah, whatever. Matt Rule's going to do it, and I'm going to have to watch this garbage again. So, yay. Very excited. All right, moving on. Phil, he says the Raiders have zero dead cap if the guy Derek Carr – Okay, on the guy. Okay. okay, so the Raiders have zero dead cap uh, if they get rid of Derek Carr, I guess is what you're saying. Um, thoughts on if Carolina should draft an all-offensive lineman, half kidding, then pairing with Carr or another mid-tier quarterback like that. I think Derek Carr is actually pretty good. Uh, he's had a really good season. Gets another game-winning drive there uh, the other day uh, against the Cleveland Browns, not albeit a, a COVID-riddled Cleveland Browns team, but who at this point in the NFL season isn't riddled with COVID right now. Hopefully everyone's going to be okay and healthy and safe and come back and be able to contribute as we get to the most important time of the season. Absolute worst time for this to happen to the National Football League. Uh, I like Derek Carr. If uh, the Raiders, for whatever reason, want to move off of him and think that they're going to find a better quarterback this offseason, <laughs> that's a joke's on them. Good luck, unless they get Aaron Rodgers, I guess, or, uh, or uh, Russell Wilson. So I don't see why they would do that. John Gruden's gone. So Gruden seemed to really like Derek Carr. Maybe they do. I don't know. Yeah, I would love to have Derek Carr here. Does he get you to a Super Bowl? I don't know if I believe Derek Carr is that good. I think he's solid. I think he's better than Garoppolo. And I think he's better than Kirk Cousins, who could be two realistic options if the 49ers and Vikings both decide to move off of those guys and to eat the dead cap hit. Well, really, just for Kirk Cousins, there's not much that San Francisco has to eat at all. I think it's only like a million when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo. I think those are more realistic in terms of not having to give up assets so that, yes, you can build an offensive line through the draft, like you mentioned there, Phil, opposed to trading for Aaron Rodgers, who I don't think would want to come here, or Russell Wilson, or the off chance that Deshaun Watson is cleared and he can be able to play in the NFL next year. So, yeah. That's my thoughts. And then final one, didn't have too many this week, but I had enough to get through. James says, since Christmas is Saturday, what is your personal wish list for the Panthers in 2022? Well, if there's just one thing I could wish for and want as a gift this time next year, would be for the Carolina Panthers to actually be in a playoff position and to be headed to the playoffs. 
can we go back to the playoffs, please? Haven't been there since 2017. Those four to five, those five, that five year period where 2013, 14, 15, one bad year in 16 and in 17, going to the playoffs was really fun. Can we get back to that? I'm never asking for 15 and one again. I don't really want seven, eight and one, but can we get like a 12 and four season? I guess now 12 and five or 11 and six or something along those, those lines. Can we get that again here in Carolina? Can they win a division? That's what I would wish for. A personal wish list, a left tackle if we're just going to go one single player. Quarterback is very important, yes. But we've been sitting there for a long time waiting for a left tackle. Can we finally make that happen? Please, Santa, God, whoever's listening, Allah, (laughs) whatever you believe in, who, anyone, please. Elves, get to work. Bring me an offensive lineman tackle. I think the guy like Evan Neal out of Alabama looks like he was actually you know, built in the North Pole from some sort of factory and assembly line. So that'd be really cool to have him or Charles Cross, Mississippi State, or anyone who can actually block some of these monsters coming off the edge in the NFL. All right, that's it. All right, again, thank you so much for listening to the show here, uh, Locked on Panthers, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Have a happy, safe holiday. If you're traveling, be careful. If you're not traveling, still be careful. Don't drink too much eggnog. Don't get in family fights. Don't I mean, pass the ham. Ham's really good. So it's the ham's time to shine. And I hope everyone is going to have a happy, fun, safe Christmas. And if you believe in Christmas, that you celebrate Christmas. Or if you don't, enjoy whatever you do around the Christmas holiday. I know a lot of my Jewish friends go get Chinese food. So go do that. Because that sounds actually kind of cool that that's a tradition for um, a lot of Jewish families. So I kind of should do that this year, even though I'm not Jewish. But I think Chinese food would actually be kind of nice for Christmas dinner once in a while. Um, Okay, but either way, rate, review, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, uh, on Apple Podcasts, and on Spotify, and all the other podcasting places. And follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where usually on Fridays, probably not again next Friday, but we're going to do another Wednesday mailbag if we do a Wednesday episode. Send in your questions as they pertain to the Carolina Panthers. So either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council. But first, make sure to follow me at Julian Council. Tomorrow, going to have the weekly crossover or yeah, crossover episode with James Jarko of Locked on Bucks. So stay tuned for that. Until then, stay safe, be merry, and I'll talk to you Thursday. Goodbye. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.